the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 250 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. For this episode, we're going to call it Chasing History. In order to do that, we do need to bring in some heavy hitters yet again. Brought in Tony and Araceli today. Uh, sadly, Bam could not be with us. He has a very special occasion. Uh, and so uh, he'll be back with us next episode. I'll leave it at that. He will tell you all when he comes back. Ha, ha, ha. All right. So, uh, yeah, he'll be back. All is well. All is well. But we'll see him. Now, 250 episodes in. Pretty wild. I know it's a milestone episode. You're like, what? You didn't do anything crazy? You did anything special? Nah, we did it heart of LAFC way. We got a game tomorrow. It's business. We got to take care of it. We got to talk about it. Let the boys create all the fireworks. That's a celebration enough for us. If they get another win, we'll take that as a uh, as a green light to keep on going, right? I mean, it's what we do. We cover LAFC. So um, I will say this before we get into it. I am thankful for all of you uh, that have come on, that have supported us through all these episodes. And here's to many, many, many more and hopefully celebrating at the end of the season. So we'll leave it at that, you guys. Definitely uh, get into it today. Uh, we're looking forward to the comments before we get into the mix. Do it, do it, do it. Um, don't hold back, but we are into it. Tony, how are you doing today, sir? Doing pretty well. Um, enjoyed the victory on Saturday. Enjoyed some fun time with Fresco at his little brunch gig. And yeah, it's been a great day and can't wait for tomorrow because it's like I said, the season's coming down, but it just, I want more football and it's, this is the best way to do it. And they gave us a show. Right. Total show. Uh, beautiful show. Um, first half funky second half. Yeah. That was LAFC and then some, uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit because there is some breaking news to talk about. And of course the other breaking news, Araceli is in the mix. She has survived MLS all-star week, the runaround of runarounds, crazy interviews, uh takeovers takeovers of dick sporting goods it, it, it's just all this madness so before we get into all the news i'm going to actually throw it right to araceli now putting her on the spot one araceli how you doing two how the heck was all-star week man i'm doing good and to be honest i'm actually still kind of recovering a little bit because i've i think i talked for almost like a week straight at least that's what i felt like so my voice is a little Eh, so sorry. Apologies in advance if I kind of go in and out a little bit here. But I mean, All-Star Week itself was just an incredible experience all around. Um, I mean, I couldn't be more grateful for the experience itself. Four full days of nonstop excitement, fun, networking. Over 500 media members from around the world made the trek to Minneapolis so, as I said, uh, you know, just nonstop talking, nonstop networking. I'm, I mean, just so many people and so many walks of life, of course, because, you know, we all don't really think of we be in this type of situation, but here, there we were. So, but I mean, I'll start itself. Um, I got in Sunday right away. Events happened as you said, at Dick's Sporting Good at one of the local malls. They had Liga MX uh, veteran Luis Hernandez in attendance. They also had 
three MLS All-Star legends in attendance. So to see them in action and actually get to meet them was great. And then Monday popped it right off with training first thing in the morning, media day. Um, everybody gathered at the field. It was just pure craziness. You had all the clubs, PRs, managers there. So them trying to pull the players after the game or after the training, I should say, was a little chaotic, but we survived. <laughs> And then, so, of course, moving on, mm -hmm. you know, you had the skills challenge on Tuesday. Then you had the event itself on Wednesday and just like a bunch of random events kind of sprinkled in between it. I mean, I, I'm not really one to promote my Instagram, to be honest, but I highly recommend going to check it out to see all the videos that I put up from all the different events. And it. it I mean, I honestly, I could sit here all night and tell you stories nonstop, but really, it was an incredible event, and much thanks to you, Joseph, for letting me use this platform to, you know, not only interview our guys, but just to kind of expand the fan base a bit more. You're one of us, Araceli. If any of us wanted to go up there, it's on. You're part of, you're part of the heart of LUC family. There's no question about it. You had to be there. You're the closest one anyway. You were the correspondent that could make it, so it was awesome that you could. Do, do remind everybody how many hours of drive time, though, it did take to get back and forth to Minnesota. From Kansas City to Minneapolis, it was six hours and 23 minutes, I believe. So roughly 12 hours in total of driving. Now, I will say on the way up there, I did get caught in the thunderstorms of the great state of Iowa, so I had no choice but to spend the night there. Thankfully, I was able to catch the LAFC game uh, that Saturday night, so couldn't complain too much. But as I said, you know, roughly a little more than six hours. You have a feeling that might have been a little divine intervention. They're like, Araceli, take a break. You have a game to watch. You just, you just have to do that. There could be a tornado, but <laughs> you got to watch some football. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, it, it sounds like it was an amazing journey, especially as a soccer writer. You know how we are in this to get into that kind of access and that kind of world and to see the legends mix with the current stars. It's, it is very special. It's also special to realize how old MLS is. Right. This is one of those reminders when you see the different levels of legends, um, you know, cup winners. I think Tony Sané was was one of them that you were talking with. And like that guy is what, 96, 98 MLS era. Um, it, it, it's wild stuff. Luis Hernandez, we know what he's done in the past and, um, all good, you know, I mean, really, and, and what the coverage that you, that you sent our way and even, even on your own account, it, it gave us a real good idea as to how well it was run in Minnesota. Um, and basically how good things look between both Liga Mekis and MLS. The game, you know, was good, entertaining back and forth. MLS did take it, of course, but it could have gone either way with finishing. I mean, to be honest, and it was good to see that both sides were taking it quite seriously, um, both on and off the field, knowing that, you know, they're representing and, and having you there for us, for all of us to view. Yeah, it just kind of brought it home and and really kept us engaged from out, out here on the West Coast having to do that. And yeah, it is good to see the boys playing. That's for sure. 
And I appreciate hearing that because not only was I there as media, but I think, but I was also there representing the league. As some people know, I do help do the socials for MOS Next Pro. So it was almost double duty in a sense. Like I had my responsibilities for the podcast, of course, but at the same time, um, since we had a lot of MLS Next Pro players participating in the skills challenge, I had to do kind of switch over to that role for a while in order to promote our players. But at the same time, you know, like you said, with showing the age of the league and the age of the players that were there, it, it was literally watching my childhood in a sense. Because at one of the events, you had Heath Pierce, Kaylin Carr, Kobe Jones. Um, the list just went on of former players and getting to meet them was it, it's one of those times that like, you just don't think it's going to happen, but it did. Like pinch myself. Right. Yeah, it, definitely one of those. And you know what? I hope, you know, for the next one, hopefully it's not too far away, too far, far away from you. Um, hopefully maybe we'll get you out there again for another, another great trip. Um, could be us if it's on the West West Coast, but uh, definitely it's good to see it. Something tells me those St. Louis might be in the cards pretty soon. I mean, you know how it plays, new stadium and all. So, hey, that's just cross state. That's a heck of a lot easier. So uh, hopefully, hopefully. Um, but again, we are beyond thankful that you were there, um, that you're representing us so well. Um, yeah, totally awesome. Tony, you want to jump in, sir? DC. And DC is the next one, East Coast Swing. Ooh, in, a new, in what Audi Field? All right, mm -hmm. all right. Watch them play Bayern just because, since they have a thing with those guys. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, you never know, Araceli, right? It could be the next round. It's nice that also I will say this: shout out to MLS themselves uh, for taking on a podcast like the Heart of LAFC, right? Because it was an all-access pass, um, and, and letting our team, letting Araceli in um accepting us you know as as one i mean yes we're 250 episodes in but at the end of the day we are a community podcast right we're not oh, we're not sure. the pros here we are we are and we're proud of that being community um and to have the league take on not just the pros but take on the community knowing that the importance of that and the grassroots grassroots vibe of it good on mls you know, smart move by them to keep us all involved. So, and thank I would you, just Araceli, say real quick that. on that mm -hmm. note, the league, it, they, they definitely did take care of us, you know, not only for the podcast, but just for all the media members in general. Like there was no, you, you could tell they thought of everything because they had shuttles for us. They had, there was food, uh, food provided for us. Um, numerous staff was on hand. So if we had any questions, you know, not only about the city, but at the stadium. So yes, thank Thank you to the league for, you know, guiding us and just helping us, really. Yeah, outstanding. Good stuff, Araceli. We look forward to seeing even more content as the season goes along, especially in this historic season, as we call it, Chasing History, because there's a lot going on, and we'll talk about a record broken already in this last match and records that keep falling as these matches go along. I know you're you're in it for the, in it for the run, so... Uh, uh, Definitely looking forward to the next thing that you're going to be bringing out. With that, we're going to definitely move into breaking news this week, which I'm going to throw it to Tony and then back to myself because that's kind of how we do things here. So, Tony, for you, sir, uh, any breaking news you know about before we jump into everything else? Um, besides uh, Denise Cunyon, 
Um, he's yeah. he's pretty much still working on this permit. So we again, he signed everything. We're just work. We're just they're just working on his workers' permit to quote unquote work here in the U.S. is the best way to say it. And the um, other thing is, of course, is uh, do you want to talk about Rayito Araceli or do you want me to talk about it? I mean, you could talk about it if you want. There, there really is no update. So no, nothing it's... really. Mm-mm. I mean, he was, one... he was seen in training today. That's that's really the update. <laughs> so sources seem legit. It does seem like there's offers back and forth. It does seem very real. That's what I'm getting. Uh, certain journalists are still all, still talking it up on Twitter, but now it was you know first said oh within 40 hours. Now it's like well it might eventually get done. So obviously they're not in the right space, right? Um, the good thing is, you know, Raito is still committed to the side. Uh, whether he gets sold or not, that's business. But he's committed to the side. We saw his work rate in this last game. He's here as long as he's here until he's not. And then we move on to the next chapter. But yeah, Raito's in the mix. Um, I know a lot of people are asking about load management. We could talk about it later, but I'll do. I'll throw into it now. Um, I'll just say this. Yes, some people are frustrated. They're not getting to see the stars right away, but I would quickly remind them or they're worried about results because the stars aren't playing. Simply put, they didn't get us here. Right. We're in first place with or without this team's getting results, whether they rest or not. This team is loaded. Remember who got us into first place. Giorgio's here. Gareth is here. They're here to help us win a cup. Right. That's why they're here. It's that next step. But the crew that we have now, they're the ones that have launched us to this, right? I mean, they've been putting in the work all season. No reason to worry if two stars are out and getting a rest, especially when we need them at the end of the season, completely fresh, rested, and ready, and not with a nagging injury because we keep playing them and we want a feature for the sake of a shirt or a ticket sold or anything like that. It's about the football. These are football decisions. So uh, the load management stuff, I'd say – Enjoy the team that we have and the talent that we have and how deep we are and be blessed to know that you can afford to have two superstars rest as needed and be ready for the long term. It's a beautiful luxury to have um, and be proud of that, that, that John's built a team like this um, and that that Dolo can can find a way to shuffle guys and keep them fresh throughout the season. So I'll throw that on the load management. Tony, do you want to throw into it as well? Um. It's like I said, it's like the last two teams are not necessarily like you can't overlook them, but if you're going to do it, do it in these two games. And that's the best way to say, like, I understand there are people paying to see these stars, but again, I like we're almost to the home stretch and we have to think about playoffs because our season doesn't end when quote-unquote, the season ends. Our season just begins right when the playoffs begin. So i rather them be rested. Again, mind you, it's what could have they done in this game that we couldn't have had. We've already had an all-star team before they came in, and now they just bolster our side even more. But, yeah. Yeah. Again, it, it, there was more risk than reward against a team like that. So makes sense to me um the fact that i guess a certain really lousy reporter was talking about how they were training separately from the rest of the side today to try to 
stoke some flame, uh, stoke some embers there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just think it's nonsense that somebody doesn't understand the game anyway. So who cares what he has to say? He sees something but doesn't understand it. Um, apparently, he can't get our name right in standings either in the paper. So I was going to say about that, yeah, too. Such a such a genius involved. I mean, talk about amateur podcast madness. Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, so they're separated for load management. We'll take it as it is. Um, let's hope that Carlitos, when he gets his chance, can have a load management game as well to stay fresh because he's going to need one too since he's the workhorse for these tight games right now. Um, and we'll go from there. Now, uh, other than that, you see what's over Tony's shoulder. You see what I'm holding right here. This was the other thing. Now, usually when we have these bad boys, right, on release day or near it, we get a bad result. Thankfully, we broke that duck, okay? Um, we got a good result when a release happened. Maybe maybe it's good karma because Adidas actually released enough shoes for all of us to get. Maybe that's why, right? It, this one was for everyone. If you, if, you, if you invested your time and got up in the morning to buy them, you got your shoes. Uh, you look for the sources, it happens. So in this one, kudos to Adidas for releasing a good shoe. I know something is a little too simple. I'm cool with it. Simplicity is cool with me. Um, but releasing enough for those who are dedicated to get it, they really, really wanted to get it, they had a, a shot at it, unlike some other shoe releases where there really wasn't a, <laughs> a good shot. So that was nice to see that, that, that those who wanted it got it. Good news there. Um, outside of that breaking news, not much else outside of jumping into Charlotte and D.C. So that's exactly what we're going to do and talk about the tale of two halves. Um, ultimately, when we we're talking about lineups, yes, the big story was Bale and Chiellini getting a rest, not even dressing for the day, just getting an overall rest for the day, uh, which made perfect sense. The other beautiful thing in this match to me was the fact that Segura got to start and play what 90 right put in the full effort to me that was refreshing to see as well um other lineup stuff hollings head was on the right side instead of escobar this time that was a little different but not that different right we've seen that before um and rodriguez of course got to go in for this one we haven't seen him you know it's nice to see him back in the lineup too again boys getting cycled in cycled out it made perfect sense yes it throws some folks off but it's just really nice to be a deep side. And, you know, your, your options are a Poku next after him. You can't be too scared about things. So there was that. On the other side of it, amazingly enough, Charlotte decided that they wanted to come and play in the first half. Um, wasn't quite what we were expecting. Um, and I think it shocked us in the early stages of this match and threw our timing off like, oh, this is what they're going to do. They're going to hit us low and then counter hard. And the lineup looked a little bit different than what they normally do. Um, looking at three guys up top to try to break things open and catch us on the counters, knowing that we were going to play them. Thing is, they did get a chance or two. It did pay off on the early part of the game. They got some corner kicks, so that was working out. But other than that, first half, not what we all wanted to see. Uh, not the most entertaining tactically. Yeah, you know, they're playing a bit of a chess game, but overall, not the entertaining brand that we're used to seeing. And, and we're not really used to seeing a shutout for a half either, which is a little odd for us too. So I know high flying, high scoring and Charlotte holds us for a half. Yep. So they ran with us for 45 minutes. Um, Tony, you don't have any highlights from this one, right? I mean, really, really? 
from the first half yeah. no after yeah. the first half was kind of like they did have chances like we said and it was they counted they counted us they caught us off guard but like you said so again repeating i just that's the only thing i just literally repeat what you just said it's repeating watch yeah it, it's not not the prettiest moment but thankfully that doesn't last too long when we get to the second half of course i think the highlight of the first half is probably snoop dog let's just say it it was snoop um he got the most noise out of the day uh in that first half second half different story uh but having snoop in the house doing his thing was fun um yeah that was nice and uh from 420 originals and their amazing two stick for for snoop that good on them as well you guys rock it looked cool really cool so good on you guys for doing that um but yeah that's your first half highlights done on to the next um second half comes along it doesn't take us long you could see the transition and change and the way we approach things right away listen to dolo's press conference Trust me on this. He explains what he thought was wrong and the changes they made and why it did what it did. He's not wrong. Um, right on point with what he's saying. So check that out when you get the chance. But um, basically, it's about the transition play, moving off the ball, looking for that stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that was it. Having the plan as you're breaking out, not holding the ball for too long, pretty obvious things. So 49th minute, here we go. Tony, what happens? Half a corner, it they find Vela on the top of the box who doesn't just send it in, he resets it back to Chiki. And Chiki just like, like, from the vision to find him, finds uh Mario in the box for the header for to put us up one zero. I almost call this episode a hop, a skip, and a jump because of that play. Uh, it was just so beautifully done again. Cheeky's playing on cheeky early season compared to now is like he's a completely different player. I, I, I don't know, he has completely transformed himself. Confidence does a lot for people. Uh, but that touch, what he did, and Mario to see it and get the freedom to move up as he did, knowing that we have Segura back there. And you know, you know how it is with Mario if he has Segura next to him, he's a different player as well. Uh, and it showed again, you know, there's a level of trust those two have. There just is um, and confidence in their play together that it allows Mario to kind of do his thing. And so he was able to make a run up. He was able to think it through and make that run. And it was a flawless header. Let's be honest. Everything about that play. I don't care where you are in the world. That that is an amazing highlight. That is an amazing goal. Good on them for figuring that out. Of course, we weren't done inspired by that amazing moment. We go to the 59th minute, and what happens in the 59th minute? Bella off the corner kick uh, sends it into the box. The keeper tries to, I don't know if he tries to punch it out or tap it out, but he fails miserably, and it falls right into Sifu's like, foot, and he just not necessarily taps it in because it was still a hard shot to go in, but taps it in and just walks away. Like it was nothing to put us up to zero. And then almost gets put on an injured reserve by being tackled by his own team. Yes. That looked painful by the way. Uh, and the jump on at the end of it was hilarious. Guys, guys, it's okay. We don't have to kill them. We'll win. Um, I, personally. Yeah. The story was less about the finish and more about the celebration. Like, like, eh, that was nothing. That was a nothing thing. I, I got one. I move on. I'm a bad man. That, that was my vibe. Is like, it's us, man. Is what we do. We're LAFC. It's not even a thing. Um, and that was the, the cheeky celebration. Is I'm good. Like, we got this. 
um, which was cool. You know, I'll take that confidence. That was that was awesome. He didn't show up to keeper, right? Keeper messed up. That was a little classy on that end as well, because he could have just totally stuck it to him and he didn't. So play keeps happening, chances keep happening. There's at this point, it, it they're scrambling, right? Their whole game plan is lost. They have to move forward again in this game. And the minute they do that, they leave themselves exposed. So the whole block that they were playing, it can't exist unless they're just going to accept the score as is. So because they have to open up, because they're rattled, we just make them look bad. I mean, really bad. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, shambles for them. That's for sure. So we get into the 73rd minute. And what happens next, Tony? Goku pretty much knocks it away from the shard defend. Um, pass knocks it to Sifu, and Sifu finds those pretty much an wide open in the I am frozen. Into, You're a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, as he says, 73rd minute, Opoku knocks away from uh, a Charlotte player, right? To Sifu. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm throwing it off there. See, I'm skipping around now. Um, so, Opoku yeah, battles. So. Yeah, yeah. Makes it. Yeah, man, it is all messed up. Okay. Play happens, which, makes them look bad again. Which, you got mm -hmm. it now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're on the 76 minute, I'm guessing, since you guys mm -hmm. got me on that one, since I did my yeah. computer in a shot. So, Oboku battles for the ball, takes away from Charlotte in their territory. Pass it is, because I have to build this whole thing up. Pass it is uh, uh, Chicho, who backflicks it back to Blessing. Back, Blessing takes it to the top of the box, stops to find Hollingshead, but Hollingshead dummies it to an overlapping Escobar. Esquire passes into the middle and finds Chicho for a 4 nil. Beauty, beauty, beauty. Everybody running, everybody moving, everybody doing what they have to do on a team that's in disarray, making them look like a bunch of cones out there, um, making it look too darn easy, let's be real. Uh, mm -hmm. And we'll take that. We'll take that. Again, guys, certain guys on rest, other men stepping up, looking good. We get into the 90th minute plus two final moments, sir. What happens there? Uh, Opoku finds the header pass. He heads it over to find Blessing one-on-one -on -one with the keeper with a defender on him. Shoots. He gets end up getting blocked by the keeper, but it ricochets to a Charlotte defender that ricochets just rolls back into the goal and pretty much the 5-0 into it. Again, that was Blessing's goal, but they counted as a known goal. Let's just throw this out there because we can throw, go right into the reactions now. We have a 5 nothing. It looked pretty easy in the second half. Some things that were kind of interesting to me is this should have been 7. I don't be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. Um, they were having a laugh towards the end, right? Our guys are just playing the game, and the, the other ones are burned out. But they're taking chances that you're like, would you normally take that in a tight game? right? The chip shots and stuff like that. Nah, you would have finished it. And then blessing. There's a few plays where he took a shot rather than passing for the easy one, where if the score wasn't what it was, you know what he's going to do on that play. Um, it's just guys taking liberties at this point. Cause maybe they want to get on the board. You know, um, is that a good thing? Is it a bad, bad thing? I'll just say this. It's swagger. And sometimes swagger is a good thing. If it's like this, I get it. If it's tight, y'all better not do that. And I know this team, the way they've played this year, we, we're not falling for that stuff. So good on the boys for having it. It's nice to have these high-scoring games. Let's just hope we didn't burn it all out against this team before the next match. So that's about it. Um, on Blessing again, I'm sorry for the guy to not get a goal because I thought for sure he was going to get one. 
Um, yes, it was an own goal. It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, overall, they did their job in the second half. They learned their lessons from the first. Uh, second half goal madness once again. Substitute madness once again. Um, that we just seem to produce every time we make changes. It's a beautiful time to be an LAFC fan. Uh, Araceli, your thoughts on the match? I have to be honest. I really did not see the first half of the game because I was watching Sporting be demolished, as always. But I'm glad that the second half at least made up for for it because I don't know if anyone was following me on Twitter and you saw my live reactions, they're – there's just no excuse for sporting anymore. So I'm very thankful for LAFC. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, there we go. I mean, we are thankful for what you did to Carson, though. Right, right. So we'll take that. Fair, but yeah. when you have a, a two-goal lead and then just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if they could only have LAFC's second half, I know. I know. Um, Tony, your impressions of the match, sir? It was what we expected is as high caliber as a team we are. This is what we expect to go against the lower table teams. Don't, don't overlook them, show them why we need to do what we need to do. These are the times to a make mistakes, also build chemistry with the team who haven't been playing that many minutes and see who needs to get back to quote, quote, full fitness, full 90 minutes like Segura and everything like that. So this is these games. Luckily it's in a time when we need this. Cause again, we're going to talk about DC United coming up soon and it's going to be the same thing. We need to continue this trend of, we need these points, continue destroying the teams that need to destroy. So it makes not just keeping first place um, for the West, but overall for the support for the support shield. Sorry. There we are. Good stuff. All right, so we're going to transition this on to the stars of the match. You're like, what? Bam's not here. We can at least share our own stars for this one. And I know there were some votes in. Bam will handle it on social media. I know, I know. Um, so I'm looking at stars of the match for this. I'm going to throw it to you, Araceli, first. Where do you fall on your stars of the match? For my stars of the match, I voted for C. Fuentes, uh, Mario and who did I do? Uh, Crepo because Crepo he was just blocking all those shots, keeping LESC in the game. See Fuentes for obvious reasons. You know he scored the goal, he made the plays, and Mario more or less for the same. Excellent, excellent, Tony. Um, Opoku is my my three because he did all the dirty work for every goal. Was there for every moment. Uh, number two would be Sifu again being there for the passes and also the goal. And the last one is Chiki. Uh, same thing there for the right passes, doing the dirty work, doing and doing everything that needs to get to get the win. Nice. Uh, looking at, I see Ben here, Ben Verhin uh, on Twitter. I'm going to throw him up because this is another heart of LAC alum. Love you, Ben. Um, he put three votes to Cifuentes, two votes to Palacios and one to Crepo for the shutout. So there you go. Um, on my end, I am really torn on this one. I got to be honest. There's just so much good out of this one. Um, I'm going to go. I'm probably Ben's makes more sense to me than than most. But um, I'm going to say it this way. Seafood number one, 
He was everywhere in this match, doing everything that was required of him. Uh, Palacios to Composure, man. Composure wins the day, and he has it. And then this is where I'm going to throw it. I love to give to Max for the shutout, but I want to give it to Segura. You're like, well, Segura. The man puts in the 90 minutes. He keeps things organized back there. He allows Mario more freedom in the game, which lets us turn things around in the second half as needed. So for me, he was that guy that kind of left some freedom for the rest of them to go go play and have fun with this thing, doing the dirty work, doing the basics, the stuff you're not going to see in the highlights. So that would be my final vote. I'm going to give it to Segura. I know, a little different, not so Hollywood, but there are my votes. Uh, keep throwing the votes in. I think what, what we're going to see um, is Bam's going to throw stuff up there on social media as well. So there we are. Uh, cool. So for everyone else, let's throw it to you guys. Yes, finally getting into the comments, boys. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, let me get your reactions. And thank you all for throwing the reactions out here to us. Uh, all right, Jason Ariano, alumni as well of the Heart of LAFC podcast. Love you, Jason. Uh, has says anyone else still recovering for Saturday's tailgate? It was great to see old friends. Yes, something was happening with me when I blew my nose. I'm not going to get gross about it, but smoke has an effect. We'll just say that. We'll leave it at that. It's hilarious. Um, yes, Jason, we're all recovering, and Tuesday's going to get real funky for us, especially in the second half. But we got this, man. We got this. The team will keep us up. That's for sure. Jonathan Raima in the mix. He says, congratulations on this episode 250. Epic run. Epic show. Thank you, Jonathan. All love to you, sir, and what you are doing for all of us. Um, Jonathan, as you know, podcast master over here. The voice of voices. Uh, counsel for 3252. The man's just busy, people. Um, doing what he's got to do for the sake of the culture, sake of the club, sake for the community podcasters out there. So uh, good on you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Christopher Gomez in the mix. What's up, sir? Smalls enjoying the five nothing win. There we are. <laughs> Daniel on hell says five goals. What is this hockey baseball? No, man, this is LAFC. Uh, the other thought I had for this episode was calling it, are you not entertained? Right. Cause that was definitely swords across, man. Um, it could have been more, it could have been seven. It should have been seven. That's how good they played in the second half. The thing is five and one half is just absolutely bizarre. Let's be honest, but we'll take it. We'll take it. Smalls is dancing. Good old celebration. Uh, Daniels. Yes. Missing bam. We are too. Um, it does feel weird not having him here on the episode today. But for good, good reason. Jonathan says, yes, and Araceli tonight. You got it. You got it. Again, our traveling, supporting member of the Heart of LAFC. Bam, there he is. Sorry for missing today, everyone. But as everyone knows, happy wife, happy life. And the future wife's birthday is today. So spending a day with her. There you go. Happy birthdays all around. Let Bam reveal this to all you um beast is in the mix as well there we are oh beast you're gonna you're gonna chase him away man calling for his a little bam on the way now we just need bam back in southern california people that's what we need um ox is in the mix as well all love to you ox another one alumni as well we did a midwest pod with him um and papa ox is my is a man on my left so uh yes all good things there uh, LOC Beast, 
Yes, Araceli is a road warrior. She's a trooper. I'm interested in football collection you got. I think she's looking at this, he's looking at those soccer balls back there going, what's going on? But yes, you must have collected some good stuff from All-Star too, right? Oh, yeah. I definitely got a lot of goodies. It, it was insane. <laughs> what is your most prized possession from this from this trip? My most prized possession? Mm-hmm. Let me grab it. <laughs> hey, there we go. Here we go, guys. Props. Some of us got shoes. I think Araceli is going to actually trump us right now. Here we go. Here we go. Uh-oh. I have a feeling I grabbed the wrong one because I, I do have a few of these, but uh, Charlie was giving out these scarves at oh, the yes. Luis Hernandez signing. And El Matador actually signed one of these. Yes. So in the mix somewhere. I'm trying to find it, but yes. I just love the design. It to me. Accidentally sent it to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this. I actually like the warm-ups for, for, from Charlie this year for the Mexican side more than the actual game jerseys. But I did love the design where you're featuring all the city teams. It was really cool to see. Uh, a really cool look. Um, I think, again, there it is. Autograph right there, El Matador. <laughs> jealous, Tony? Are you jealous? Yes. <laughs> there we go. But, you know, talk about swag. Tony's hiding over there with some cool swag that I don't have, right? That bottle's pretty cool, man. Not gonna lie, I think it's pretty awesome. LAFC, LAFC Adidas, like water bottle, metal too. So, little SSMR originals, say it originals. So, yes, <laughs> good on that. Love it. Now, half our listeners are deaf. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> I'll love, sir. Uh, good stuff, guys. I love the swag, but again, I, I like what Charlie did this year. It was a good, it was a good run, that's for sure. Yeah, Joseph, um, I'll draw it to mm-hmm. you real quick. In your scarf room right there, which one is your favorite scarf? Um, Basically, all the ones I've done with exchange with other supporters around the league, and I do have a lot of them. Um, Some fun ones to me, probably the Bujos from Omaha. That was really cool for my Midwest trip, especially with the great run they did this year. I got to hang out with those guys last year, okay, before they won the whole thing, right, and then the next year doing the whole Whole run so that's been fun i know i got county line coalition thanks to tony we were meeting up with those guys for the open cup i love the open cup collection i do the lower division teams probably one of my favorite all time is detroit city fc um i like those more than the big clubs like i really do um because that's community that's real football to me is, is seeing these teams in, in towns not as big or teams developing to something bigger with the hopes of someday being an mls or just doing their own thing um, and making it work, getting soccer-specific stadiums, to me, that that's what I cherish the most. So, yeah, anytime I can exchange with a supporter, you know, I can see something I got at the draft from MLS. Those are the best to me. Um, exchange scarves are always the best scarves because, again, it's all goodwill. So that's what I'll say. <laughs> so go with the recent, the Bujos. I love that scarf. So there we go. Thank you, Araceli, for asking. Uh, beast, he says, Tony, you need LAC artwork portrait canvas next to your Madrid one. I agree, man. Um, I, I think we have a north end, we have a north end violation on one of our cameras here. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Oh my god, um, north end violation, one. sir. I do I'm gonna give one. you a Heineken t shirt, dude, if you keep it up. Um, <laughs> do you not see the supporter shield with all the jerseys and that? That's all canvas. I do have one, it's beautiful, it's beautiful, yes. 
off screen though, but it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta mess with Tony. Gotta mess with there he is. There, there we go. Now it's on screen. Beast, are you happy now? All right. Uh Christopher Gomez, what's up with B Rod? B Rod doesn't even know right now. Um Things are in there. We're hearing movement, but we're not moving as fast as people thought it would be. So maybe he misses this round and we get him for the rest of the season. Who knows? It couldn't hurt us. That's for sure. Beast looking for cats. Oh, yes. Cat on screen. There we go. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Beast says uh, seeing those B-Rod graphics in America colors uh, made me sick. It didn't make me sick, though. Many of us, it did not make sick. It was like, well, okay, next chapter. That's where my head's at is he's had his run. Okay. If he's ready to go, he's ready to go. Uh, oh, Jason, that's a good question. Do we see John McCarthy start tomorrow? I wouldn't be surprised by it. I will say that DC is more deceptive than you think in relation to Charlotte because they're not the same team that got him in the position they're in. I'll throw that out there. Um, but, yeah, John needs more minutes. John plays well for us. I thought he did great against Club Medic and got better as the game went along because, dude, you need minutes. So we'll see if he gets to play. Uh, Mark Lopez, 5-0 like the police. LFG, there you go. Uh, Beast also says they can call it load management. I call it smart management. Me too. Me too. I'm with you. Um, Ox also looking for J-Mac to start tomorrow. Love it. Uh, Beast, I don't understand why certain fans complain uh, complain about the bail or Chiellini not playing again, guys. You know what it is? Those of us that were there before are cool because we'll be here after too, right? Because it's more than just individual players that mean it to us. Um, and some are kind of new to it, you know. Um, they're coming for a reason. So hopefully we convert them on full time. Even beyond that, bigger family the better. But um, yeah, you know. People, people want to see stars. Uh, no need to complain. Look at the results we got without them. We have the capable squad without them involved. Having them is a luxury. Yes, it is. Oh, I like this. Good one from Beast. 2022 team versus 2019 team question for the entire pound. Do you guys want to see LAC break the points records? Because I do. They deserve it. I'll just be the first to say they need to because our record was already broken. So we need to get back. That's our record. So that's where my head's at. And I, I will honestly say this. This is a better team than 2019. All over the pitch. We have depth we've never had. We have a goalkeeper that's light years better than anyone we've had before. Um, this team is stronger. This team is more capable. As good as 2019 was. Remember, 2019 required one player to go crazy for a season and put it all out on the line. We don't need that anymore. This team gets goals from everywhere. And that's your big 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 difference and why this is a more complete team going into the playoffs than that team was there's my take uh tony your take on that you just need seven games seven wins we have it not anymore oh wait no sorry mm -hmm. austin won didn't they sorry mm -hmm. Arcelli. yeah so seven is this well, it's, it's six now because we got our results so it's six away now yeah, it's like we have to win six games and we have the uh, record for the most points and everything. But again, it's yeah, I want the points is I want the points. But at the end of the day, it's we've already had that trophy. And I'll call it a trophy because it is a trophy. We need the final one, which is the MLS Cup. So those are what my eyes are on right now and seeing how we develop our players moving forward. But 
I think that you can't touch this 2022 team at all. Like 19 will always have a special heart or a place in our hearts, but 2022 is, you can't touch it until the next one. Heck of a lot of style on this side. That's for sure. Araceli, your take. I agree with Tony that even though the points are nice, the supporter shield is nice at the end of the day, just need the MLS cup really. And when you try to compare both teams, I don't think there's really that much comparison. I mean, you already kind of said it. Uh, this this year is this year's squad is so much stronger compared to 2019. We have all the pieces there. We're, hell, we're even benching uh, Bayo and Kalini already because of load management. So, as long as they can keep their heads straight for the remainder of the season, hopefully we can finally see them lift that cup. Yeah, not going to lie. I think that's the hardest thing when you have a team that's as talented is to keep all the egos happy, right? The men happy. Um, because minutes are limited, and that's very hard for a player to take, is is they want a feature, right? This is their career. They need the minutes. Uh, and now you're being told that to play like a player like Escobar, right? I mean, this guy won an MLS Cup. He scored a game-winning goal in MLS Cup for Atlanta. And you're telling him that you're only good for 60, 60 minutes right now because you have to shuffle lineup. That's a hard pill to swallow for a good player. It is. Um, but the promise of having potentially the best season in the history of MLS um, and getting that ring, guess what? Most, if not all, are going to be nodding their head like, all right, that's the mission. Let's do this because that's worth a heck of a lot more than a few extra minutes. And thankfully, We've got the right soldiers in place to get that done. And it seems if you see the way the locker room is, if you see the way they 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 work together, the buy-in with this squad currently as it is seems ready for that sacrifice. So we're lucky, very lucky, Tony. And then also the 2019 is the, I don't want to say it, but I'll say it, is the last true winner of the Supporters' Shield beating every team in the MLS because ever since then – we don't play everybody since then because of the expansions and everything else. So that was the last true playing everybody being everyone with for points for the supporter shield. True. And just look at the two teams we're playing this past week, right? Charlotte, we're not going over there. DC, we're not going over there. Um, which to me is very odd. Stole some road trips, people. Um, so yeah, you're right, dude. Um, it's not a balanced schedule. It's just games capable and, if you want to play strength of schedule like college football does, right, and all that nonsense, we can, but it is what it is. Just let Philly cry about it at the end of it. That other Philly, not the Philly we all love. <laughs> uh, Edgar jumps on. Austin has been hot. They can keep it interesting till decision day. They definitely can. Uh, they're there. Uh, that is for certain. Uh, they're going to be tracking us all the way to the end, and Philly's going to be there as well, and it's going to get close maybe. But again, they're going to run out of time if we just do our job. Now, if you guys remember in 2019, August was a bit of a disaster in 2019. We, we slipped a bit and kind of kind of limped in through September, right? There were moments where it was looking pretty weak for those two months, which is the last time we want to, you know, the worst thing as a playoff team to go into it, that you're sputtering. But there was an area where we were sputtering, okay? And it's getting into that moment right now. It doesn't look like we're sputtering. So uh, let's let's hope that this team shows a very different story. And if they do, yeah, they'll beat the record. That's for, that's for certain. Uh, B says, second half was uh, you get a goal, you get a goal, you get a game. Could have ended up 7 nothing. Should have ended up. There were two sitters. So, yeah, 
Uh, it was that, that, that good. Okay. Uh, Ariano says, speaking of the all-star game and skills competition, shout out to Walker Zimmerman. If you know, you know, he's LASC at heart. Oh, like talking about the heart of Carson. Yeah, dude. Zim, Zim will always be one of us. He was there from the start. Um, that was a great dig. Well done. Walker Zimmerman. Love it. Love it. Uh, Jason Ariano getting his shoes. Uh, Jose, thank you for the congratulations. Congratulating us on 250 episodes. Keep the love and passion going. That's what we're in it for. That's what we do through and through. My uncle in Spokane, Uncle Dan, on the mix as well. And I say hello. Yes. It'll be on 13 again, so I'm not sure how well it's going to get broadcasted. Maybe ESPN Plus might be the story for this one up in Spokane. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, I see Jacob is in the mix. Uh, Ox. Yes, hope my pops gave you the wood piece. I do have it. I do have it. It is being held in a safe place by my children right now. So I'll need to get that. It's going to be like Indiana Jones, right? Like I got to. So, yes, it was an amazing piece, man. That's for sure. Kids love it. Uh, others do, too. It is beautiful, Ox. You did really good. I, I do love it, man. It is It is on point. Uh, let's see. He says Scarf is pretty nice. Yeah, I agree on the Charlie uh, one. Let's see. Chris Gomez had to put ice during game day Saturday. It's like 10 in the morning when I got back to my car. After... <laughs> There we are. Um, there we go. B says, I'm jealous now that I like the water bottle. What is the first scarf ever, Joe, that started it all? Boy, uh, that's next to impossible to figure out, really. I've, I've always had scarves. I've never really collected them, per se. It's just something I always get. Um, never really thought of it. Never really displayed them until we did the podcast, to be honest. Um, they were just taking up a lot of closet space. So uh, first, I mean, probably Black Army ones are pretty darn old. Um, I got some Germany ones, definitely some USA national team ones that are really old. Those are pretty ancient. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to figure out which one. <laughs> I got a lot. Um, ooh, Tony, 1996 DC United was better. Until we win. If we win the MLS Cup, then it could be a better story. But I will say this. 96 was an awesome team. They were a great team. They were playing how many teams? A little different. A little different. I'm not taking away from 96 DC. Those guys were absolutely amazing. Uh, they were. But it's hard to compare them these days. It really is. Uh, they were the best of their era. The run that DC United had back then was was something to me the real juggernaut of the league now that we get to play them. Um, and it is highly, highly unfortunate that they dropped off the way that they did. I think it's a bit of a crime. Um, and I do hope that they become the beasts of the East again one day. Um, I really do. And maybe this rebuild that they're under will get them there. But yeah, for DC, early night, early MLS DC. Yeah, man, it was fun to watch. And I do encourage people to check them out. But this team now has the potential to be even better than that. So. We will see what happens. Uh, Edgar says five wins, five ties gets us there too. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, Javier says 
This team is solid. We have a lot of depth in all departments. And I think that would be the difference between 96 DC and us is depth is a little bit different. Again, different era. You know, don't want to take away from them at all. They're amazing side. Uh, Daniel Angel, 84 points. Let's do it. Uh, Ox says, I'm really hoping we make it all the way this year. Want to travel to watch our guys play for the cup in person. Yes, travel to Los Angeles to play for the cup. That is the plan. That is the plan. If every game's at home, Gotta feel good about it, and that's what it's looking like right now. Uh, Javier says, Javier Delgado Jr. says, I think in the past players looked for Vela to make it work, uh, make the workload, and relied on him to uplift them. I think now every player uplifts each other. They all look like they take on their roles seriously. They do. Um, again, it's different, a different build. Um, and Vela has changed his role to fit with this team better, too knowing that he can't be that guy anymore. A distributor actually doing a little bit of both for him has turned out to be an absolute godsend for all of us to have him play set up more is changed his game. He's much more dynamic now in this role, even though he was that crazy goal scorer, the system we want to play, what he does now helps us even more. Sounds weird, but really the more complete because he's changed his game plan a bit. And Wolf in the mix. Good stuff. All right, guys. Thank you for the comments. You guys are amazing. We're going to move on now to club and community news with Tony. What you got for club and community, sir? Nothing really. It's like I said, it's a good quick turnaround. Tailgates, it's going to probably be BYOB. So there'll be some of the supporters there and hanging out. Uh, get there as early as you can. I know it's not a ideal Tuesday, but that's how it's how I got for club and community at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, not a whole lot. Just go out there to tailgate tomorrow. Have a good time. It's a 730 start, so it's a little bit later. So be careful, people. Moderate, moderate. Look out for each other. Get in the stadium in a good amount of time so you're not rushing to get to kickoff. Um, make some noise. Make it happen. Again, we're, we're playing a, a little bit of MLS royalty in this game. Um, historic royalty right now is a different story. But uh, go out there and do it. This is their only visit to town, so it's good to see them. Seriously. Um, all right. Let's get it to the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. We were going back and forth on this, and we're like, North Carolina, man. North Carolina, what are we going to do? Now, this artist, thank you, Tony, for nomination, nominating this artist. I kind of want to give it to you on this one. Do you want to take it? You were the guy who nominated. No? All right. I'll run with it. Um, I think more L.A. with him. But yes, I guess North Carolina roots. So we're going to go with George Clinton. Yes, that George Clinton, P-Funk All-Stars. Uh, yeah, right? Um, best costumes ever by anyone on stage. We'll just throw that out there. And of course, the album we're going to go with is 1982 Computer Games. Who's talking computer games in 1982? George Clinton's talking computer games in 1982. And the song that stands out the most, which is totally fitting by the guest that we had at the last match, of course, was the Atomic Dog. Thank you, Tony, for that as well. So we're going to go with Computer Games by George Clinton this week. You know what we're talking about with Atomic Dog. If it's not already playing through your head, I don't know where, where you know, your music history is at, but there you go. Um, yeah, uh, good stuff, wild stuff. I think they recently, like, I think he recently played at the bank if i'm not wrong uh i might be wrong but yeah george clinton good stuff good choice uh that's our north carolina connection 
Well done, guys. All right, let's get into the DC preview. I know we don't want to drag you out too long on this thing because y'all got to get to the game tomorrow and get your rest. So let's go into that. Let's see. Oh, boy. Um, moving through, moving through. All right. Oh, that was weird. Our branding went funky right now. So there you go. Uh, boom. There we go. DC United. Bam usually kicks things off. I'm going to be kicking it off for him in honor of Bam until we get him back on. So basically run a form for DC. And I know everybody looks at their record and goes, God, this team is worse than Charlotte. We're going to get even more. It's going to be even crazier. And I will tell you all to slow your roll. Okay. Yes. Last five games haven't been pretty. They have one win in their last five. They have one tie in their last five. Um, but looking at the scores are a little bit interesting. They lost one, I think, New England on the weekend. It was a close game. It was back and forth. There were chances for DC, but there's their biggest problem is the dudes cannot score. Uh, that is their biggest, biggest thing that you'll notice. Um, the last three games, goose eggs. You know, that that's the reality. And the other weird thing is they lost to Charlotte and Charlotte 3-0. So you're like, see, they're trash, man. They're not going to have a chance against us. It's not going to be a competitive game. And again, I would tell you to slow your roll a bit. It looks bad for them. Really bad. 24 games played, only six wins. Bad, bad, bad. But it's not always been the same team. They've had a lot of changes recently, which makes them a very different team. Um, so you can look at the record. You can look at the current five-game form. But it's a work in progress for Wayne Rooney. It is. It really is. And why I say it's a work in progress, let me just throw out some names here that they've brought in since, like, what, May? Um, just recently, they got Christian Benteke. They got... David Ochoa from Salt Lake. Yeah, that guy. I don't think he's going to start, but that guy's going to be in the stadium. What? Um, Victor Paulson from Schalke, his second foray into MLS. He was in Red Bull and didn't go so great. But he's looking pretty good here. Uh, Ravel Morrison from Derby County. That was. These are all July signings, by the way. Uh, Miguel Berry from Columbus. Martin Rodriguez from Altai. Rafael Romo from Leuven. Uh, you have Christopher Durkin from uh, St. Fruden, got him in March. And then, of course, the guy that entertains me the most on their team, and I don't know why he doesn't always start all the time, uh, Taxi Fontas. Um, and so there are new faces in this squad built to try to rebuild and get things back in order. So, yes, things haven't been great for them, but you have to understand they're a work in progress. I will say this. It is not the same as Charlotte. Okay, I think when watching again, them against New England, they were a little better organized than what we saw from Charlotte, especially in that second half. So I would not write them off. Should we win? Yes, trends look like we should. But with caution, we'll say that. All right. Um, other things that are very interesting, uh, looking at where they're at, uh, they don't score outside of the box. They don't maintain a lot of possession. They're very counterattacking. You have to be in those moments. Uh, overall record against DC. We never get to play these guys, which is really strange too. We only have a one win and one draw record against them. That's it. We don't see DC too much. It's kind of sad. We should see more DC. But the way the records are, that is how it is. Um, other things that you'll see, um, again, they do put shots on goal on counters, so that gets to be a little bit of a danger um, in terms of who's good and who sounds out. Of course, Fontas is their guy. He's got 11 goals. Yeah, only one less than Chicho, as we all love on Chicho. This guy's only got one less, so you can't write him off. 
this guy can hurt you. Um, but again, it kind of drove off. They have Ola Kamara. He's not somebody to laugh at either. The funny part is their assist men. Gressel's been sent off to Vancouver, so that's interesting. But you know why, right? They just purchased some players, so they had to make room. Again, team in transition. That is really the story that we're dealing with. So I give it to you, Tony. If you're going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly, throw it out there. What do you got? <laughs> There's not that much good going for it. the rebuilding process. Well, the good is you get it. You guys get to see Wayne Rooney heading this whole the whole thing. So I know uh, Scarf and uh, Philly are trying to get little the field seats to to go watch and get as close as you can. But like I said, like DC United has lost the last four has lost four straight away matches and being outscored 13 nil in those, in those, which is crazy to me. Um, we've this like, it, it's nothing been great with them. It, it's at this point, it's like the good for us is we get to rest. We get to see what, where our players are going to move forward for it. And we'll see what DC is going to put out again it's we can't overlook them you never know teams can surprise us no matter what it is no matter what side of the table is because we are lafc and we are main stage we are to show you what we can do so you cannot overlook us again yeah and this is a team when you look at the lineup and what they've brought in they shouldn't be this bad quite literally should not be this bad but they are and Wayne Rooney has a hard task to try to turn this thing around. Growing pains all the way. Again, losing through nothing to Charlotte and Charlotte. What happened? And this is what this team does. One thing that you do notice, though, is the goals aren't there. But they limit Taxi's minutes, which I I don't know. It's a thing. I think, though, now that what Rooney's there, you're going to see a change. He had some injuries, too. At least little things. So, yes, they limit his minutes. Now, uh, looking at potential lineups, again... The big names of who's out, who's in, really does tell the story. I mentioned Christian Benteke, but reality is he's doing the same thing our new signing is doing, right? Um, he does have his work permit, right? He's farther along, uh, but they're slating him to start against Philadelphia or at least play for the first time against Philadelphia on the weekend. Yeah, that's right. We don't get to see Benteke. Would have been kind of cool. Would have been more of a risk for us. Um, but yeah, he's slated to make that his big match. I guess good news for us standings-wise and all that. I mentioned uh, Paulson. Since coming back, he's looked pretty decent uh, from Schalke. So a good thing. Um, a big loss for them, of course, would be Brendan Hines-Ike. He's out for six months. Uh, he'd be their main defender. He's gone. Um, so they have to shift with that. Um, also, Chris Adoy atsum another defensive player for them. Um, questionable on the day. So those are guys missing. Um, I mentioned goalkeeper David Ochoa. Yeah, right, that guy. Never going to show love, right, for what he's done with supporters and kicking balls in the sections. But he's there. I really don't see him starting, but he'll probably be there. Now, um, potential lineups for them, it's really interesting. As many goals as they've allowed and as low as their scoring has been, amazingly enough, they do play a 4-3-3. Really? That's what they play, but that's what Rooney wants him to do. That's what he wants to develop his team into. Yes, the 4-3-3. Uh, do I think that's, you know, been helping him much lately? Maybe not, but again, it's a work in progress. So um, who should we expect in goal? I'd say Romo will probably be in goal for them. Um, Backline, Burnbound, and Alfaro. That's who started last time. 
game before that, here's a shock, same two. Um, on the right side, we have a familiar face in Andy Nahar, who has his moments, okay? Uh, sometimes he has some amazing games. Other times, it's a laugher. Um, but he's probably going to be on that side um, every game, except for when Adoya Atsum is healthy. That's when you see Nahar not get minutes. On the left side, probably going to be Smith or Gaderi, depending on who's fit for the day. Um, so those are your options there. I'm kind of leaning towards uh, Gaderi for that part. Paulson will be in the middle. That's his job. Uh, Durkin to the right of him, Morrison to the left. Uh, I don't think any change there. Uh, that's what you're going to see up top. It could be either Kamara or Barry in the center. Okay. I'm thinking they lean towards Kamara on this one. Rodriguez on the left, Barry actually on the right, or Hopkins on the right. I would lean towards Barry in this case. You're like, well, what about Taxi? Well, Taxi had limited minutes. He only played the second half. So could he be the guy to start up top? If he does, he does. And then you see a shift. Who would I want to see? At least if I'm a DC fan, I would definitely be Toxie. He's their leading score. Will he be the guy? I don't know because they're really re weird with his minutes. It It's odd. It's just plain odd. Um, but that that is what we see. Um, am I going to predict him to start Toxie? Yes, because he had limited minutes. So there you go. Uh, Tony's like, man, all these lineup madness. Dude, it's them. I know where they're at. Um yeah, not the most exciting thing. I know Bama and I usually go back and forth at this moment, but um, on a team like this, in the moments they're in, yeah. Um, other subs you might see, um, Jackson Hopkins might come into this thing. Um, Theodore Cu Di Pietro might come in for Nahar. Again, Nahar's not the youngest guy in the world, so you might see that change happen. Uh, Kamani Smith might come in as well for left side of D and I can guarantee they're going to switch guys out in the back line because you know how we run these dudes. So those won't be shocking substitutions if they happen again in this match. Uh, but the taxi story is going to be the story and I'm telling you guys, he's entertaining. So he's a threat. So we'll throw that out there. Aristotle, anything you want to add into the DC situation? Cause I know you've been watching them for a bit too. I mean, I don't really have much to add, but beyond that, they are kind of the worst club right now, and they're in the running for the wooden spoon, which I'm glad for obvious reasons. But beyond that, you know, uh, Tony suggested it earlier that LAFC can't underestimate any team, regardless of their standings, because we've seen it in the past. Um, I know, like, for a good example of it being, you know, with, like, Sporting KC, people thought it was a trap game. And they ended up proving to be wrong. And, like, I, I believe it was, like, the first half of that match. So just kind of based off of that example, again, you know, just can't underestimate anyone. Yeah, I think it's one of those cases where we have to apply the Vancouver rule. We'll just say that. Every time they're lowly Vancouver and we go to them, we find a way to mess it up. Guys get hurt. Things happen. You have to apply it to this one. You're playing a team on the bottom. They're desperate. Nobody wants to be the wooden spoon holder. Um, whether half their team understands what that means, uh, more of a fan thing, right? Uh, but they do know that they don't want to be on bottom of the table. And Wayne Rooney didn't come all this way to finish bottom of the table. So you are facing a desperate side. When desperate, like I said before many times, is dangerous. So we'll see what they do. But they're definitely be fighting for their lives in this one. Playoffs aren't a thing, but pride certainly is. All right. 
which brings us to us knowing that we're playing the bottom dwellers and we just beat up another lower level team. Let's be real. Uh, what do we do in this match? How do we approach this match? I think suggestions are already there that the, the load management is going to play a role in this again. Um, so I throw it to you, Tony. Do you see Keelini or Bale getting minutes in this thing? No, they're already on, um, as Ben um, said, they're already on loan management again. Yeah. So don't expect to see Keelini or Bale for this game. Um, so I know, again, people are upset because they're paying to get, paying money to go see um, our Bale and Keelini, but come anyways and enjoy the show on the field and off the field that we bring people in so club over player club over player people that's how it should be um all right so you think in load management it makes sense here to set it anybody else think it's going to get a rest on the day sir maybe max i'd suggest this is one of those matches like as we were saying mccarthy is could be again max uh mccarthy can be a starting goalkeeper for any of these lower level teams like like a charlotte like a dc united um, so I don't see why not we, we roll him out just to give Max a rest again. He didn't, he did enough <laughs> against Charlotte, but you know, some time off is always fun to have. Right. Right. Um, I'm kind of with you. I want to, I want to see McCarthy get the play, man. It would be cool to see. I love Max. Max is on a streak right now. Do you want to break that streak? People don't like doing that with goalkeepers, but there's a thing there. Um, but again, minutes are required. I think the back line to me is the bigger question. Shifting has to happen in this lineup, especially since you only played a few days ago. Um, looking at backline Araceli, what do you think is going to come out? Who do you think the back four is going to be for this one? On the back four, I think it's going to be more or less of the same in terms of like Colleen's head. Um, Mario, Segura, and Cheeky, but personally, I like to see Fall or even Mendez get some minutes if not come in as substitutes. Interesting. Now, since Escobar got limited minutes, do you think he takes a starting role for this one rather than Hollingshead? I think there's a strong possibility for that, but Hollingshead has proven that he can be a starter. <laughs> Did you hear the quote that, that, uh, the quote from, uh, from Dolo about Hollingshead, how he could basically play any position on the field and he's competent at it. <laughs> he said even striker. They joked that even striker he could play. Because um, he did shift up in that game. I don't expect that to happen again unless he's really experimenting with things. But I kind of hope that, that Hollingshead becomes the second half super sub for this one. Just for, again, cycling and health. Um, Escobar gets his minutes. He needs his minutes, people. Um, I think Cheeky's a starter all the way. Uh, I throw that. I, I don't think he wants to change it he's just the confidence is there backline though i would not be surprised if we see ibiaga and mario in this one why because it worked earlier this year also uh segura put in 90 minutes do you risk a player with a knee recovering knee to do another 90 in a close period of time i think they let him cycle out for this and maybe sub in later or just let him sit and let fall come in later on we shall see um, Tony, your backline predictions? Pretty much what you just said. I see Biaga, I see Mario, uh, Cheeky, and then I do see Escobar starting as well on the right-hand side because, again, we as I think this is like the 
don't quote me on it, but I think this is like the first time last game where it was the first time I saw them both on the field at the same time. Oh, Holling said Escobar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but those are the ones I see. Again, um, we can probably see Eddie here, but again, he just played a full 90. I And we'll see how he is game ready, but we'll see a lot more of the bench on the starting lineup, most likely. There it is. Now it brings us to mid. And you're like, well, this is going to be predictable. We kind of figure out what we're going to do. I don't think it is going to be predictable. I think somebody needs a rest on that. You know, about load management, there's a certain player over the age of 30 in our lineup that if there was an ever opportunity to give him a rest, this might be the one. Aristotle, you probably know who I'm talking about, right? Do you think he gets the rest for the day or at least minutes of rest in this thing? Just to make sure we're on the same wavelength. Are we talking about Ilya or Sifu? I'm definitely talking about Ilya. I I do see I'm getting the uh, rest and possibly coming in as a substitute. It just makes sense, right? And we have two two players that can do this role. You mentioned Mendez earlier, right? We know he can play this role. And we know Acosta can slide back and be very effective in that role. He does it, he's done it with the national team, right? I mean, we've seen him drop low. He could play that role, obviously. Um, and Acosta, let's be real, he needs minutes. He's had some time missed in the past. I know he he's probably going to be out of play. Do you think Sifuentes starts as well, Araceli? Kind of feels like a given, right? I feel like it's a given, but I'd like to see Sifu get some rest. Mm, okay. Okay. I just don't feel it, though, right? I mean, he might. It would make sense. It would make sense. Tony, what do you, what do you, you're shaking your head. What do you think? I think Sifu keeps going again. He's still young. Um, not as like, like 19 or 20, young 20s, but like young enough where he's still in his prime that he can probably go a good, I say 60 minutes in this game. Um, and it's also, also bolsters his selling possibility because again, he's been linked to a couple clubs up in Europe as well. So I think, yeah, Leeds. Sifu was. Yeah, Leeds, Leeds. exactly. Leeds. So. We didn't talk about it in breaking news, but yeah, that was another rumor, people. Um, yeah, I just I think again for very obvious reasons they're going to want him on the field. Um, but then you have the other thing: if you shift Acosta back, it depends if it's Mendez or Acosta. Um, if you shift Acosta back, does that that leave Latif or Mendez? So that's the other thing: is who's that third midfielder? Does Blessing get his start, or do you see Mendez and Acosta out there at the same time? Probably Mendez and Acosta. Um, maybe blessing depending on what Dola wants to do against this DC United squad. Again, they're not the greatest in scoring goals, but if you want to kind of like command the mid and kind of be more defensive, those are the best two options to do at Costa Mendez. If you want more of an attacking um, flying forward, you probably put blessing in. Right. Um, and against a team that's also playing a 4-3-3 and transition is going to be real in this one. Um, speed game may play a role in this, especially since they're not as fast as us. So, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Top line's another story. Who gets shifted? We know who's not going to be a part of the story, right? Bale is not a part of the story. That simple. Um, Brian started the last game. Apoku did not. Do you think the shift for this one is Apoku now gets the nod and Brian gets the seat? I'll start with you, Tony. Um, I think Apoku does get the start, but I also believe Brian gets the start as well. 
because wow. just just and maybe Vela, like just do the I would say Opoku, Chicho, and uh, Brian the front three. Wow. Okay. They're, they're like? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Araceli, where where is your head at on this one? I think there's a strong possibility that Opoku will get the start, um, even though. It was kind of rumored that uh, the last game was supposed to have been Rayito's last game with LAFC, considering the deal isn't really done yet. We could see him start. You, you never really know. And even though Bale and Kalini are already on the injury report as questionable for load management, uh, Sharondolo did say in the presser earlier that both of them have been, haven't been been 100%, that they're both experiencing normal aches and pains, and they're going to more or less be a game-day decision if he's going to include them or not. So What a game-day decision, right? <laughs> I will say this. How many times have we actually fielded a questionable player this season? Yeah, none from Tony. Ursula, do you remember any questionable players actually getting minutes in a game? Not that I can really think of. Yeah, I just don't – it doesn't seem like a thing with Dolo is to take a risk on a guy when you have a team like this. I think they're going to rest him. He's going to say questionable. He's going to say maybe because it throws off DC, right? It throws off our own fan base as well as they're not sure what, what the lineup's going to look like. Um, but, yeah, how does DC plan knowing if they're out or they're in? or We, we don't know. So uh, that would throw it. I think – honestly, I do think Vela and Chicho just start and Apoku goes in for this one. But limited minutes, limited minutes for Vela. Uh, if he gets more than 60, I'm shocked in this game. And then B-Rod comes in, and they shift things around. Um, again, because they always shift the lineup anyway up top. So that would be my take on this. I just I don't see Vela sitting, not if the other two are also sitting. Someone's got to be a leader out there. And if Ilya's not out there, yeah, you need a leader out there. So that that's my take on that. Um, Tony, your final thoughts on lineups? Um, yeah, like I said, it's we'll see who's going to get the rest, who's going to start. Again, it's we still have a strong side, no matter who we put out there. So expect a good game moving forward. It will be. Um, and it's going to be harder than anybody thinks it's going to be. I know everybody's going to blow out. Gonna, no, it will not be an easy game. They've had a lot of changes to the lineup. They're getting used to each other. Beware of the wounded animal. So that would be my take on the lineups and what we could see tomorrow. Beware. Be careful. Don't showboat until you have a proper lead. Get the job done. Simple. All right. Let's throw it out to our community yet again. I know they've got some comments. I saw some comments. So let's throw that out there to you guys. Um, here we go. All right. Like button from David Day. I'll throw you up there, man. As he says, hit the like button. Please hit the like button, people. We do need that. We need some love. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> Edge goes, podcast tonight just came across us. Yeah, we threw it up there about noon today. We're going to want to leave you guys hanging for the next one. And yes, we rushed episode 250. Who does these sorts of things? Yeah, Heart of LSC does these sorts of things. Just drop the mic, man. Yeah, it's 250. Just wait for 251 on Thursday. <laughs> That's how we roll. How we roll. 
Uh, let me see. Uh, Danielle, 84. Let's do it. Um, I can't read that. Good stuff. Javier. Ooh, prediction time from Javier. He says, I predict 2 nothing." Okay, let's do one 2 nothing. I think they're going to score within the first 15 minutes, and DC will defend the rest of the match. A second goal will be scored after the 80th minute on a counterattack. Yeah, I don't think they're happy just sitting on a loss, man. I think if we get one, we kill them. Um, if they can hold us, then then it's going to be tight for the rest of the way. For sure. But it's going to be tough. Um, we'll see. Getting that first one, it'll be a battle. Uh, Beast, think Escobar gets more minutes. Yeah, I think so too. Beast getting more minutes. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Beast's question, will Vela and Chicho be limited? I really want fall in the back. So there you go. He's requested for fall. Uh, agreeing on Ilya needing a rest as well. Jason, wow, you got some history here, sir. He says he saw George Clinton and Lollapalooza in 94. Yeah, I'm old. Dude, I was like, I was a kid in 94. Not that young, though, but I was a kid, man. World Cup 94, dude. Remember those games. Um, wow, that's like, is that the original Lollapalooza, man? I'm not messing with you, but it might, would that be it in like a Chicago? Ah, you got some history to talk about there, Jason. Uh, Beast, does Acosta get a rest? Maybe, maybe not. I think he plays. Uh, Ox, I see us playing some of our youngsters, arrest some of our starters. Would make sense, but you can't throw away the game either. Oh, good one. David says, rest who needs it for San Jose, but it's all hands on deck for Austin. Yeah, I mean, this is why the cycle makes sense, right? San Jose is coming up, but it's San Jose. <laughs> I know they play us tight. Um, but yeah, Austin is the store, and you can't burn anybody out before that. David Day, he's predicting bail dresses, um, and it's 60 comes in for a quick goal. Could happen. You saw Dolo's comments. Could happen. Um, we will see. David Day, Arango's chances of finishing his top score in the league. They're real. Uh, they're real. So we'll see. Um, if he keeps getting the service he's getting, he's scoring the way he's scoring. When we keep playing bottom feeder teams and getting goals, could could happen. But, yeah, he's on, he's on a roll right now. That's for sure. Uh, Ox, it's hard to say who we'll have out there, especially with this match and then having San Jose on the weekend. Man, MLS schedule sucks. Not as bad as 2019 when we put in a bunch of kids against Kansas City. Araceli remembers this, how it was a skeleton lineup just because we just ran out of healthy players, and the bench had like four people. We've had moments that are worse than this. Um, remember that, the 2019 season where they threw a game away against KC to keep going? Um, it, it's, it, it was real. I don't see that moment happening now. Right, We're healthy enough. Uh, Edge, thoughts on how slow Bwonga gets integrated. I don't think it's going to be slow. I don't. Look, he can play striker. He could play left wing. He could play in the midfield as a left-sided midfielder. Bwonga has versatility. I will say this. We know that we work guys up fitness-wise to the moment. He isn't playing regular ball right now, right? They're on break. Um, just finishing his season not too long ago. I know the seasons have all started really early now. But uh, health-wise for him, yeah, he's going to have to work up. That's for sure. Um, by September, yeah, dude, this guy's in the mix. Like September, I know, half a month away. But that's when you're going to see regular starts from him probably. Potentially. See what happens now. What else happens with the lineup? 
Um, <laughs> Edge wanted to be quick. Let him flash. I know other teams are quick with it, but I think LAFC is not. I think we're cautious on our approach. It's going to be fun though when he's here. I'm telling you. I don't know who the heck the lineup's going to be at that point, but it's going to be fun to watch. That is for sure. Um, good times for LAFC. That's for sure. Tony, uh, your thoughts on those comments about Boanga? Do you think they rush him in? Do you think they take time on him? When do you think we'll expect to see him? I think once we get him in here, I think it'll take about like two games to integrate him into the system. Um, as we need to get him on the fast track. Um, because again, a couple games left until the end of the season. And then on top of that playoffs are coming. So we need the bodies quickly. And he's in his prime. He's not over 30, right? He's in good shape, not injured, not dealing with anything like that. So maybe it could be a quicker approach as long as that work permits good people. Um, so that's that. Thank you, Edge, for the comments. Thank you, everybody, for commenting today on episode 250 of the Heart of the LFC uh, uh, podcast. Uh, beautiful, beautiful having you guys do that. Uh, we are lucky. All right. So uh, are we already to the tail end of the episode? I believe we're getting there. There we are. All right. Um, got Charlie. Got dude, See, I'm having technical fun because it's episode 250. I just can't help myself. Now, uh, final comments of the day, of course, is tradition is what we do. Um, I'm going to give this one to Araceli first. So, Araceli, your thoughts um, upcoming and overall. <laughs> uh, final comments, as always, I wish I could be there at the bank with you guys for the game tomorrow. But be safe at the tailgate in the game itself. And I don't know if we are going to do another pod later this week or if there is. A, a chance that I may not be on it because um, Angel City is coming to town to play the Casey Current Friday night, and a lot of their staff members are coming into town. So I'm going to be kind of reunited with them. So in case you don't see me Thursday night, that's where I'll be. Are you being kidnapped by Austin? Is that what's happening here? I don't know if Austin's coming. I know Fish and Kari are. <laughs> hey they're they're awesome good people at acfc that is for certain so you're gonna have a good time well earned by all you've seen the work they've been putting in with acfc selling out these games getting it done so um good stuff have a great time with them totally understood if you're not on the pod totally understood araceli i'll Love let you it. know i'll let you them. know <laughs> you deserve time to enjoy as well after this crazy road trip so all good things. All good things. Now, I'm going to throw this over to Tony. Tony, your final thoughts on episode 250 and overall. Um, final thoughts is check up on, like I always say, check up on your friends, see how they're doing. Always good to check in, see how mentally they are and stuff like that. We're still going through a lot in general. Like I said, last two years messed up stuff pretty badly. So check up on, see how they're doing. Say hi, grab, grab brunch, dinner breakfast whatever you want with them um the other thing is also let's remember let's make this about the culture about supporter culture and everything because we are a supporter podcast again we're here because of the team not because of the not because of the name on the back of the jersey but in the, the the crest in front of it that's all that matters because players will come and go it doesn't matter how big they are how good they are how monumental they are all that matters is 
that team wearing our colors, supporting us, us supporting them, and then them supporting us. So remember that every time you go to the bank and think that it's more about the players and the club. Well said, sir. Well said. So as he said, I'll piggyback on that. As an LAFC supporter, is all about the colors, man. It's the black and gold. That's why we're here. They don't run. They don't change. They don't fade. They're us. We make those colors. The community made this team what it is. The community will be here before and after players. Um, that is how it's supposed to work. We just hope that along the line, um, as we celebrate with these amazing players that we do have, especially this year, um, that we keep a few guys along with us for this ride, even after they go. Um, definitely a big tent here in Los Angeles. Uh, we are the future of football. Uh, we are the club that truly represents this city. Um, and so for all of us, to all of you, we're just thankful that you're with us um, and taking this journey, especially jumping on 11 p.m. for a random uh, supporter pod uh, doing our thing. So um, on that note, uh, I look forward to uh, seeing a great result tomorrow and seeing all you folks out there doing your best to show the culture. It's noticed. Can you tell? Um, you guys are just representing us amazingly well especially the North End, seeing the lights all around the stadium. Apparently, we got the wave now. Spectacle is upon us. I know Tony's like, oh, wave. Hey, man, they're engaged. I'm not so big on the wave. Be big on the wave. You know, uh, it's a thing. He's um, Jada, no. It ain't the culture, but it's the stadium. Uh, and for the rest of you guys, for episode 250, thankful. Uh, that's the word of the day for me. Just the fact that we can still be on this, that we still have Araceli, Tony, Bam, Ben, Ox, uh, Jason, uh, Christine's been on. We've got the boys from Sinfiltro um, doing their thing, helping us out from time to time. Jonathan, Philly, you name it, they've all been in here doing it. Um, Marcus with his creativity. I just, again, just lucky to be a part of this whole crazy culture so thank you to all of you guys um i know i haven't named all of you but if i did it would take another two hours so <laughs> i will thank you personally yes tony uh, also uh speedy recovery to reimer from uh, bam let us remind us that you're recovering so uh just shout out to reimer from shoulder to shoulder to get a quickly uh recovered from i don't even know what it was i, I, I just saw it at a glance ago but i just want to give you we just a quick speedy recovery man and i hope you get better quickly for sure speedy recovery too uh love man i uh, hope you get better soon um and bam uh enjoy your day enjoy your day sir um i also want to give a shout out to slip thinking of you man i'm hoping for the best sir uh we'll talk soon brother um probably probably the stadium tomorrow let's be real so there we are um and cool from me to all of you of course before we leave we have to do the tradition sarah Selly, word of the day stay golden tony stay golden and for me to all of you stay golden los angeles listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over